you will find he is all you need. Our human nature has this idea that we need so many things. It's really want, not need. What we want. But our soul, our soul cries out for its maker. Our, our soul desires its maker. And our humanity tries so many things, does so many things, engages in so many things, looks for so many ways to feel the need, which is a void in our life that can only be ministered to and filled by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is everything we need. He really is. He's everything we need. I And the scripture says of him that he knows what we have need of before we even ask him. What would happen if we stopped pursuing so many other things and would just pursue Jesus? What would happen, I wonder, if our pursuit was of Him? If I stopped pursuing my dreams and started pursuing His will? If I stopped pursuing my goals and started pursuing His plan? What would happen? I love that song. It's a beautiful song. And as we begin to sing it together, it becomes an expression of our soul. But if I'm not careful, I'll walk out of here. And it was just a song I sang. My soul was reaching and identifying with God and my need of Him. But I walk back into life and I get caught back up in the cares of life. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated if you would like to this morning. Thank you for leading us in worship today. It's an honor to worship the Lord together. Amen. Before we dismiss children in classes, I wanted to take a moment uh, and express gratitude. Um, I want to say uh, first off to um, to Sister Stephanie Charles Mercado, and I'll get in trouble. I don't know the different ones that may have helped her, um, but this last week they had a a uh, homeschool get together here at the church, sort of a fun and celebration for many children that homeschool, and they did some things for the younger kids and. They did a beautiful setup that was 
made for older kids and teens that are like, I don't want to go hang out with the little kids and do a little party. And it was, they had a, just a tremendous time that was really themed for the older teens. And they had a great time. And I just appreciate the thoughtfulness, the care, and the effort that went into that. Thank you, Sister Stephanie. And again, those that helped you, I, you know who you are. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I heard different names. and uh, But I appreciate someone having a heart to initiate those things do those things. Ministry is the giving of ourselves to serve others. The very word ministry is to serve. And so I'm so thankful for that and appreciate that. I also want to to say thank you to the many who prepared food, brought food, um, hung out at the church while food was delivered, Sister Annie, yesterday. and that gave of yourself to serve the Escalera family. Um, the passing of Brother Rigo's dad has been, of course, difficult, the loss of a parent. But so many of you responded and took time to prepare food and get it here to the church or get it to our home so we could get it to that family yesterday. Um, I know many men returned early from men's conference to be there that's not a slide if you didn't. That's, please don't take that the wrong way. I just, we so appreciate you giving of yourselves to serve and to minister. Uh, and I would encourage us all, please continue to bear up the Escalera family in prayer. Uh, I am certain that God will be glorified through all of this. I, I spent a little time with Brother Rigo yesterday, and he said, you know, this isn't how we thought it would end. But he began to reflect on the miracles that had taken place on the journey, where God had clearly intervened multiple times. And we don't always understand the end, but we trust him who is faithful. God is faithful. And so I just want to express to you my gratitude. Um, You're precious people, and I'm honored to work with you and alongside you in serving. And what a beautiful thing it was to have all those vehicles pull up and a parade of men hauling food into this home. And uh, I thank God for that, and I thank God for you. May God bless you according to your labor. Amen? Praise God. I'm going to dismiss the teachers to their classroom today. Amen. Many of you know, uh, I'll remind you, um, there are many of you that are part of a group that we call Into the Harvest because of different things you've done and or are doing. And so we have reached out to you about coming back together this evening at 6 o'clock to walk through a few things. If you're just a reminder for you, uh, if that piques your interest and you're like, hold on a minute, I haven't heard about that. What's, what's going on there? Come talk to me. We'll fill you in. And uh, But that's that will be very informal this evening. I will not be wearing a tie. I will not be wearing a I will probably have on blue jeans. Maybe even cowboy boots if I'm just feeling like it. But uh, 
That'll be at 6 o'clock this evening uh, for those of you that are a part of that team into the harvest. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to dismiss children, ages 4 to 11. almost forgot that. If you're a guest today, thank you for being here. So good to see all of you, have you with us in the house of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for worshiping with us. It is a privilege. So again, children ages 4 to 11, it's just downstairs. There's classroom down there. It's a great time. Would you guys like to go down? There's some young guys down there your age. You want to go? You don't have to. No, he's going to hang out. All right. Put them on the spot up here. Amen. Would you grab your Bible with me today? I, I just want to go. I'm ready to go. Hebrews chapter 11. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. I have a question for you today. It is this. Would you raise your hand if... Now, I want everybody to participate, okay? You with me? Would you raise your hand if you have faith? All right. That's good. We're going to find out. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse 1. I'm reading from the New King James, so if it looks a little bit different for you. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Say that again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Skipping down to verse number six. But without faith, everybody say without faith, it is impossible. To please him. Everybody say impossible. If you and I don't have faith. It is impossible. To please God. That's a pretty strong statement isn't it? I want faith. Because I want to please him. All right. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? Turn with me to the book of James. It's right after Hebrews, so you don't have to go far. Probably just a couple pages in your Bible. Or just a couple swipes on your phone. James chapter 1 and verse 22. James 1 and 22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. 
What James said there in verse 22 is, if I hear the word, but I don't do the word, I'm living in self-deception. That's what he said. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. And he thereby is implying, if I'm a hearer only, I am deceiving my own self. I feel better because I heard the word and it did something in me in that moment that I heard it. But I didn't do anything with what I heard. Therefore, I am deceiving myself. Verse 23. He'll go a little further here. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who observes his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away, and immediately, everybody say immediately. He immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Notice it doesn't say a doer of the word. It says a doer of the work. This man or woman shall be, I like those words, blessed in his deed. Did you get that? If I'm a hearer and not a doer, I'm in self-deception. But if I'm a hearer and a doer, I'm blessed in everything I do. That's what the Word says. Would you pray with me before we go a little further? I believe the Holy Ghost wants to challenge us, perhaps even convict us, but direct us today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your Word that cannot fail. It is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will never pass away. I pray, living God, let your living word speak to us today. I open my heart and my mind and my spirit to receive of your word and your spirit. I pray, living God, let your word not be tainted by my humanity, but let there be a clear and pure flow of your word and your spirit that it would go forth and accomplish that which you send it to do in each one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. Now I ask you if you had faith. Faith is a funny thing, especially in North America. It's a little different here. We, we, uh, we all qualify faith a little different in, I shouldn't say North America, maybe in Western culture, we have this idea, well, faith is I just believe God to do it, and then I sit back and watch Him do it. Stay with me. It's like I've had people along the way come to me and say, I really need a job. You ever had that happen, Brother Johnstone? Yeah, okay, I thought maybe so. I really need a job. Would you pray for me that I would find a job? That I would get a job? You know what I say? 
Yes. I'll pray with you. Are you praying about a job? Don't ask me to pray for you if you're not going to pray with me. Let's agree together. There's power in that. And so I say, I'll pray with you. I may see him a week later or two or somewhere along the way. And I'll say, hey, what's going on with that job? Man, nothing yet. Really? Okay. Where all have you applied? See, some of you already got onto that, didn't you? Oh, I haven't applied yet. I'm just praying. I got faith. Well, there's a problem here. Faith requires action. We misinterpret or misunderstand faith according to the word of God. Faith requires action. I'm, I'm going to show you this in the word. Stay with me. It, it's, like, it's like the people that had been in a drought and they prayed for rain. Lord, send rain. We need rain. Our, our crops are not going to make it if we don't get rain. They prayed for rain and uh, nothing was changing. And so one of the uh, church leaders said, we want to come together this evening. We're going to meet out in the field. I want us to come and we're going to come meet in the field and we're going to pray together for rain. And everybody showed up, and one man came running a little late. They realized when he got there, he had an umbrella in his hand. They said, what are you doing? He said, he was on my way, and I realized I forgot my umbrella. And I thought, if we're praying for rain, I'm bringing an umbrella with me. That's faith. That's faith. See, there's a difference between hope and faith. Faith believes in a God that can and will. Faith believes in what he says he'll do. Faith says, if God said it, I believe it. We used to have this little magnet on our refrigerator. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's, we need to get that into our spirit. But faith and belief also requires some action according to the word of God. I'm going to talk about that. We have faith. Faith should move us. Faith should move us. Many people want to have faith and they go, man, I'm just believing God. I'm just believing God. I'm believing God. Well, what's God telling you? Nothing. I'm just believing God. I'm just believing God. Well, how do you get faith? Faith comes by Aha. I thought faith just came by believing. It's not what the word says. Faith comes by Aha, hearing, hearing, hearing. Not just hearing anything. Well, I'll hear the doctor's report. That usually doesn't bring faith. I'll hear what my banker says. That usually doesn't bring faith. Well, maybe in your life it does. I don't know. But right? I'll, I'll, no, 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 no. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by what? The Word of God. So for faith to rise in my life, for faith to be present in my life, I've got to pay attention to what I'm hearing. And understand this principle from the word of the Lord. What I'm hearing will either, either bring faith or will rob me of faith. What I'm listening to will either build up faith or it will rob me of faith. It's why I just don't like hanging around negative people. If you're negative, repent. I just, I mean that, I'm... We, I have to repent of that sometimes. You ever get negative? Four of us. Okay. 
The rest of you aren't human. Right? No, I, I get negative. And man, when I get negative, I, want, I, I recognize when I get negative. I don't know about you. And I realize, man, something, something done trying to get my spirit. I got to find an altar right now. I, gotta, I don't want that. I don't want to speak negative. I don't want to. Why? Because what I speak and what you speak, what we hear either produces faith or it robs us of it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So if you feel like, man, I just don't have any faith, my first question becomes, what are you listening to or who are you listening to? Because that's affecting your faith. It's affecting your faith and my faith. If you live your life watching the news, you probably don't have much faith. What you're hearing is not building faith, I promise you. I promise you. They're not telling you great things. I used to, it's been years ago, I used to, the home page on my computer used to be Google News. I just liked it because you could sort of pick the parts of the world and the country that you wanted to get news clips from so I could add Israel on there and I would get news updates about everything happening in Israel. And then, you know, I'd have the state where I live and I'd have the states where my family were. And so I could scroll through and I'd get all... I finally decided one day, you know, I can't handle this. I realized what was happening was I was scanning through that and even just scanning through and getting updates, I realized, man... I'm hearing something. You see, hearing's more than just what comes in my ear. It's what comes in my eyes. It's what my mind hears and begins to process. And so I was hearing all that, and I realized it's robbing me of faith. Now you say, you mean you don't pay any attention to the news anymore? No, I'm not saying that. I just guard what I pay attention to. And I'm careful about going down a rabbit hole in the news. I want to know what's going on in the world. I understand I need to be praying for my brothers and sisters in Ukraine that God would give them wisdom. I'm praying about those things. But I'm not reading all the stories and all the... I can't tell you every which direction Russia went the last 24 hours. I don't, I'm not keeping up with all that. I understand what's going on now. I'm waiting on the Holy Ghost in a closet of prayer, trusting the Spirit of God to lead in prayer for His... You think God knows what's going on in the world? Faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. And without faith, it's what? That tells me I need to hear the word of God. If I'm not hearing the word of God, I will not please God, because faith cannot come into my life. Okay? Now, so faith, faith, faith. Call, everyone is here this morning. You're here this morning because you have faith. Whether you raised your hand and participated early or not, you're here. Because either that or somebody tied your arm up behind your back and drug you here. So there's a few kids that are like, yep. Oh, no, they're downstairs. So, I don't know. I, I, a little side note, I think that's a good thing. I read something once. Somebody said, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I had a drug problem my whole life as a child. He said, every time on Sunday we'd get up, my parents would drag me to church. Anytime there was some youth event, I'd get drugged to the class. Anytime there was some youth thing, my parents drugged me there. I got drugged everywhere when I was a kid. But by the time I was an adult, I was an addict. In a good way. In a good way. You understood that, right? 
So I was that way. My parents drug me to the house of the Lord all the time. Thank God. Now, you're here this morning because you have faith. Now, what you have faith for, only you and God know. But all of our lives, whatever God has done in our lives or will do in our lives is a result of faith. Now, I want you to watch. We need to, we've, got to gra- we've got to have the Holy Ghost do something in our thinking spiritually so that we grow in Him. Anybody want to grow in Him? Want to walk in the power of His Spirit? We can't do it without faith. And so we got to go beyond easy believism faith. We've got to move into scriptural faith. Okay? Um, Hebrews 11 again. Now, for sake of time, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to fly down through here so you can keep up. You can follow along or you can just listen. That's your choice. But I want you to understand some things about faith. And notice what's happening when we read here or we look here. We begin seeing... Hebrews 11 is often called heroes of faith because we get different individuals throughout the Old Testament that had faith. And we see the result of that faith. Right? And so we pick that up in Hebrews 11 and 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. For he had, before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 7, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his household. Verse 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place he would receive as an inheritance. Verse, I lost my place here. Verse, uh, I'm skipping around here. Verse 17, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding, that means Abraham determined, that God was able to raise him up from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I want you to notice something here. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Verse 28, by faith he kept the Passover and sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed. Verse 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea. I don't know if you noticed something in all those, those verses there that I tried to emphasize. By faith was always followed by a verb. By faith, offered. By faith, pleased. By faith, chose. By faith, obeyed. By faith, prepared. By faith, built. By faith, offered. You understand, faith was action. Faith provoked something in these men and women of God that they did something. 
Faith was not stagnant. Faith was not just believism. Faith prompted them to do something. If my faith does not prompt me to do something, I'd submit to you I have no faith or I have dead faith. And the Spirit of the Lord has provoked me, and I believe He's trying to provoke us to say, I want to find out where your faith is. Would you take my word and put me to the test? Faith is an action. Faith is... Now, see, here's the problem. This is where we get in trouble. People say, well, you know, we're not saved by works. What are we saved by? What are we saved by? Faith. Right? We are saved by grace through... You got it. We are saved by grace... Through faith, the Bible says. See, people just want to say, I'm saved by grace. That's true. But you don't get to dismiss the rest of the word that comes right after. I'm saved by grace. I don't have any faith, but I got grace. And that's where many people are. And based on what James said, it grieves my spirit. I don't say this arrogantly. I say this in the fear of God. And praying for the souls of men. People are believing saved by grace. But they haven't laid on to through faith. And they just say I've got grace and that's all I need. And they're hearers of the word. But not doers of the word. And according to James that is the deceiving of one's own self. Why is it the message of grace has grown so much? Because it's been grace without faith. Now, I believe in the grace of God. You understand? You understand? I believe in the grace of God. The only way I'm able to live day to day in the power of His Spirit is not because of my ability. I promise you. It's because of the great grace of God. But faith is not idle. Faith is not... Stagnant. Faith is active. Every one of these things, if you were to read the entire chapter of Hebrews 11, you will find that these all, these men and women that had faith, acted. They did something. They moved. You know, we read that and think, man, they just had faith. You know what? No, I didn't go. God told me to build an ark. Now I'm going to sit down over here. I got the plans in my hand. Praise God, I got faith for that ark. I got faith for that ark. Nothing yet. I got faith for that ark. I got faith for that. I'm believing for the ark. Oh, God. Send an ark. Build the ark, Lord. Raise up an ark to deliver us from the flood that you said is coming, Lord. See, some of us, that's where our faith is. That's exactly where our faith is. I'm not trying to be unkind. I hope you understand. Again, I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is trying to provoke something in us today. To move us to a place. See, Noah heard from God. He had a word from God. Build an ark. Build it like this. This and this. Pitch it inside. Pitch it outside. And then Noah said, I have heard from God. And you may not believe what I'm doing. You may not understand what I'm doing. It's crazy to everybody around me. What are you doing, Noah? Well, I'm building this thing called an ark. A what? I'm going to call it an ark. Nice. What's it for, Noah? 
well, God's going to make it rain and it's going to flood the earth and mankind's going to be destroyed. But he said, if I build this, that I could take my family inside. And he, would, he would save anyone that would get. So I'm building. Noah, are you crazy? Maybe, I don't know. But God said. And Noah had faith. By faith, he built an ark. Our faith has to move from the prayer closet. If I was Noah to the, I don't know if he even had a crosscut saw. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how he did it. But somewhere his faith went from his prayer position to his work position. You with me? Somewhere his faith went from the closet of prayer to the woodshed. Somewhere he moved from prayer and getting a word from God to going, okay, I got a word. Faith comes by hearing. and he, See, it's always the same. He's a God that changes not. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. And it's beautiful when you read um, Genesis chapter 5 and 6. It says of Noah, and Noah did exactly as the Lord commanded. And Noah did exactly as the Lord commanded. And Noah did exactly as the Lord. It re- repeats it like four or five, six times in a couple of chapters. What was happening? Noah was obeying What was his obedience? Faith in action. I got faith. And therefore, my faith is not in what I understand. My faith is not what I can comprehend. My faith is not in what I can explain. My faith is in the living word of God that I believe with all of my heart I heard. And I'm acting on the word of God. See, we live in Western culture. We're like, hold on, help me understand that. Paint a picture for me. You got to convince me. You got to... I wonder how long it took the Lord to convince Noah that this idea of building something that had never been built was his deal. Huh? This is what we talked about, mentioned earlier, the message from Men's Comfort, resistance. I want to resist. Now, God, are you sure you know what you're talking about? I know nobody's ever said that. Maybe not verbally. But that's how our, right? Was that God or was that pizza? You ever had that thought? You know what I mean? It's like, hold on a minute. See, faith acts. Faith acts. When you read Hebrews 11, all these actions of faith, these men and women didn't get the idea on their own. They didn't wake up one morning and go, I want to do something for God, and I want to prove my faith to God, so what can I do to prove my faith? What works can I do To show I have faith. We're not saved by works. See the distinction there. Is works that I do in my own effort and ability. We're saved by grace through faith. And see people mix it because they don't rightly discern the word. And understand the word. And interpret the word of God. We're saved by grace through faith. All of the works that these men and women did in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac. I have a question for you. Whose idea was it for him to offer Isaac? By faith, Noah prepared an ark. Whose idea was it for him to prepare an ark? Aha, you see the pattern? The work that every one of them did was not their idea. They didn't get up and say, I'm going to do some works to prove myself to Jesus. 
they heard from God. And then they acted according to the instruction of the word of God. That was the expression of their faith. I believe that it was God that told me to do this. Abraham, where are you going? Me and the lad are going yonder to worship. What? Yeah, we're going yonder to worship. Come on, son. You think Abraham didn't have to wrestle with that? If I remember right, it was a three days journey to Mount Moriah. You think he didn't have to wrestle with that? Him and his boy and his servants riding along. Day one. I could imagine, I just imagine Abraham laying in his tent at night. God, are you sure? Are you sure? This is my promise. I waited 24 years for this promise. Are you sure I'm here? Going forward, I got faith. I heard from God. Day two, talking to his boy, wondering, is this the last journey we're ever going to take together? See, we like to eliminate like he wasn't human. Oh, no, he heard from God. He just took his son, went three days, went up the mountain. No problem. No wrestling internally. No way. He was as human as you and I are. He had to wrestle with the word of faith. But here's the thing. Though he wrestled with it, he determined to go through with it. Nothing wrong with wrestling with a word of faith. It's when I stop short of obeying. Then I'm in self-deception. Because I'm a hearer of the word, but not a doer. But if I'm a doer of the word. See, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, it's because you had faith. You didn't have faith in H2O. Right? You had faith in the Word of God. The Word said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Word says, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And so your faith heard the word of God. You heard the word of God. And it mixed with faith. And you said, you know what? I believe. And therefore, because of that, my faith is going to act. See, some people have said baptism is no longer necessary because it's works. And we're not saved by works. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm not trying to be unkind. That's just... That's not works. That's an obedience. That's faith. And they justify this. Well, a man has to put you. So if a man has to do it. It's amazing how much trouble people will go to to disqualify the word of God versus just act in faith. Just act in faith. Why didn't Jesus baptize himself in Jordan? Because he was an example to us. That's why he said suffer it to fulfill all righteousness. Now, when you went down in the waters of baptism, you acted in faith. When you and I go to a closet of prayer every day, we are exercising our faith. I have faith that if I'll humble myself before God, I'll call out to Him. I can pray the will of God that's already done in heaven into the earth. 
Some of y'all believe that. I believe that. I See, this is the Lord trying to provoke your faith. I believe I can start my day in a closet of prayer. And that the almighty God that created all the universe, that set the stars in space, that numbered the hairs on your head. I believe in a closet of prayer, the almighty God will come and talk with me in that place. Little old me in that little old closet of prayer that God will talk with me. And I'll have the ear of God and the spirit of God can begin to move on my heart and my life. And I can commune with him and he'll put words in my mouth. And I can begin to speak words that he gives me. And as the spirit of God begins to move through me, I can pray the will of God that is already done in heaven. And by the ability and the authority of God operating through my life, I can pray his will down into these valleys and it will be done. Now, some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy, but I have faith. And my faith causes me to wake up in the morning and find a place of prayer. Say, I'm not here out of duty or obligation anymore, Sister Friday. I'm here in faith. I got faith that when I go there, I have a place with God. And he hears me when I cry. And he desires to work in the earth if I'll put my faith in action. The Spirit of God would provoke us and move us to a place. You know why some of you don't pray every day? Because you don't have faith. I'm really not trying to be unkind this morning. I mean that with all of my heart. The Spirit of God is trying to provoke us. He's trying to move you, not beat you over. He's inviting you, saying, come on, hear my word again. Lay hold on my word. Maybe faith has gotten a little stale. One time it was there, but God would say, hey, if you got faith, start acting on it. But I don't see anything Noah preached for 120 years that it was going to rain. He never wavered. 120 years. And guess what? We have no indication in the word of God that he ever heard from God again than that one time. faith I feel the Holy Ghost right now for somebody I'm telling you 23 years ago God spoke something to me clearly and distinctly in front of three or four witnesses that could have called it into question and there was total agreement And it spoke so many answers into my life of understanding of what God had been doing and why and things like that. 23 years ago, to this day, I've not seen it yet. Brother Reuben, I still have faith. I still have faith. I have faith. I'm going to see it. I'm almost 52 years old. I don't know if I'm going to see it when I'm 53. I don't know if I'm going to see it when I'm 93. I don't know. I sort of think the Lord's coming before I hit 93, but I'm just saying. I hope so. If not, we're all going to be entertaining to each other, that's for sure. I have faith. Someone might say, well, what evidence do you have? Faith is my evidence. Give me some substance. Show me some substance. Faith is my substance. Faith is the substance 
of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. I'm hoping for the word of God to be fulfilled. The only evidence I have that it's going to be fulfilled is faith. Brother Joel, it's enough. I determined somewhere along the way. I determined if he said it, that's enough. When do you stop believing? Look, I've gone through that. Don't misunderstand me. I got it all figured out this morning. I've gone through this thing. Well, man, maybe I, maybe I didn't hear it right. Maybe, that, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I. This is how the adversary works and how humanity works on the word of God in our lives. But somewhere along the way, something happened where I just said, no, I believe it. I believe it. It's the Word of God. I'm going to see it come to pass. It's the Word of God. I'm going to see it fulfilled. It's the Word of God. I have faith, and I'm acting, and I'm moving, and the steps I'm taking, and the direction I'm going are acting in faith on the Word of God. I can't produce it. This I know. I can't produce it, and you can't produce it. But we act in obedience to the Word of God, and the promise of God is fulfilled. That's faith. Faith. You have faith, you lay hands on the sick. Somebody says, what happens if I lay hands on them and pray and nothing happens? You did your part. Faith. I was, I was at men's conference with some of these guys on Friday night. And the Spirit of the Lord moved in a precious, powerful way. And we had been praying, different ones have been praying with different people for quite a while. The Spirit of the Lord just consumed that atmosphere. And... Uh, and I was walking over to get a couple of bottles of water. And I felt like I'd prayed for the people that the Lord had prompted to me. And I went back to the back, walked over to get a bottle of water. Picked up a couple of bottles so I could hand one off to somebody else. And I'm walking back towards my seat on the other side of the building there. And I, I catch a young man over here out of the corner of my eye. And I see his dad praying for him. I say young man because he's younger than me. He's in his late 30s, probably early 40s at this point. He was a teenager when my wife and I worked with the youth some 15, 16 years ago. And I saw his dad with his hand on his shoulder praying for him. And I was just caught it and was walking on. And I felt like the Lord said, you're just going to keep walking or you're going to go pray. So I'm like, okay, that's all. So I walked over there and just put my arm on his shoulder. And he turned and looked at me and called his name. Hey, how you doing? Well, his dad leaned over and said, called me by name and said, help me pray. He's dealing with chest pains right now. Now, this young man I know through his life has had some health issues and challenges. He said, he's dealing with major chest pains right now. And the young man looks at me and says, probably nothing, but I'm not sure. And, you know, it's just this. I said, well, let's pray right now. And so I agreed with his dad. His, his dad's a pastor, precious man of God. We love, and so just laid hand. I just did what the Bible says. Right, you, could, you, you could do the same thing. You with me? It's not like I'm, I'm with you right here. It's the reason why I teach and preach down here, because I want to make sure you know I'm with you. We're together in this. And so I just laid hand. It's okay if I lay my hand on your head. I just laid my hand on the young man's head. Dad began to pray. I began to pray. I didn't yell and scream and spit and squalor and snap his head back or anything like that. 
I just prayed. Lord, your word is true. With your stripes, we are healed. You, have all, you guys have all heard this. I, I just prayed the prayer of faith. Not faith in my ability. I have no ability. Faith in the one who died, who took stripes and shed blood for healing. In faith. Amen. Praise God. Walk. Went on. We had church. Word of God came, preached, ministered. Service is over. I'm talking, visiting with different people. I'm talking with some people, and I see this young man standing over here. I can tell he's sort of waiting on me to talk. So I excused myself from this small group and was talking. He, he said, Brother Hart, I just wanted you to know. When you, and my, when you and my dad prayed for me and you walked away, he said, all of that pain left when you walked away. He said, it's gone. What did I do? I'll tell you what I did. Faith in action. I acted in faith. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Here's what we want. God, give me a word to say so that you'll heal them. Because I don't want to look stupid if you don't, God. See, that tells me I'm worried about me rather than focused on him. I'm not responsible for the result. I'm acting in faith in the word of God. And when we act in faith, it's him that does the work. We just got to get our focus in the right place. But faith acts. That's why some of you heard, and I think it's time for me to say this again so that we can lay hold on this. If somebody at work, in the supermarket, on the job, on a phone, whatever, if they're like, man, I'm da-da-da-da-da-da, I'm this, I'm battling this, I'm sick, I'm depressed, I'm that you fill in the blank. They, they share something of their heart and their life with you. And you say, I will pray for you. Anybody ever said that? Raise your hand, please, if you've ever said, I will pray for you. Praise God. When you say that. I'm, gonna, I'm asking you. I believe the Lord is asking us. Don't say, I'll pray for you and walk away. Amen? Some of you just got nervous. You're like, what? Like, I'm going to go home and pray for them. No, no. Pray for them right there. Here's what I'll say. I'll say, I'll pray for you. And usually this is the response. Thank you. Or I'd like that. Would you mind? if? And then this is the next thing I say. Would you mind if I just do that right now? And I've never had anybody go, oh, no, not now. <laughs> I'd like to deal with this a little longer. <laughs> I'm talking about faith. See, we got to get past ourselves. Faith is in the word of God. And so what word do I have? I have the word of God in Mark 16. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So what am I praying? I'm praying in faith. I take authority over sickness and disease by the word of God. The authority of the name of Jesus Christ. By the stripes that you already took that paid for it. In Jesus name. I may not pray that way in the supermarket. It just depends on how the Holy Ghost moves me. Faith. I think we're getting it. Now, 
you, we do so much that we need to understand we're acting in faith. Because God responds to faith. Faith pleases Him. It pleases Him. Now, we did something today that we do almost every service. You took money and you put it in the offering. That was an act of faith. You understand that? It was an act of faith. If you listen to that message that I sent out a few weeks ago that Bishop taught in Puyallup, you understand we don't take the tithes and offering and put it in our pockets. Hope you caught that when he taught that. I think, it was, I think that's really important to understand. We don't do that. We have accountability. We have oversight. We have four external bishops from other congregations that come in annually and review all the finances. They determine all of that stuff. They, we got eyes on that, looking at all. We have accountability. All right? When you return the tithes to the Lord, you give, you're acting in faith. You're not, you're not following conventional wisdom. You're not following the world system idea of what makes good sense. You're going, I just got faith that the word of God is true. And I can't explain to you how 90% goes further than 100%, but I just know the word of God is true. And so I act in faith. And lo and behold, it seems like he just opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing there's not room to contain. I don't know how that works, but I know the word is true. And so we do those things in faith. 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 i got to finish. James chapter 2. We read one. I want you to see this. James 2, verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Now. I want you to notice, James, you you can read the whole chapter, we're not going to, but James is drawing a clear distinction here between faith without works and faith with works. And he's exhorting towards faith with works. Now he's addressing some people's train of thought in verse 19 when he says, you believe... That there is one God. You do well. The devils also believe. Now. It's interesting to me. That James put this right in the middle of talking about faith with works. Why do you throw that in there? He just have this random thought that he couldn't help. i got to write this right now. It's a random thought. It doesn't relate to anything I'm talking about, but I need to throw it in there, and then we'll jump back to faith with works. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not what happened. I'll tell you what happened. He was saying, hey, some of you, those he was writing to, I'm not saying you, but if the shoe fits, lay hold on it, and let's, let's get this in line with the Word of God. James was writing to them, and he was saying, some of you, You're all excited and talking about how much faith you have because you believe in one God. 
Well, just in case you think that's a measure of your faith, the devils believe in one God. That's what he was doing. What you believe in is not the expression or the manifestation of your faith. That's the beginning of your faith. That's why I put it there. He could have said it this way. You believe in one God? Well, in case you're really proud of that, the devils believe the same thing. So don't just think because you believe in one God, you've got it all together. The devils believe in one God. Now, he was affirming there's only one God. But he was also drawing clear this distinction that faith is not merely belief. There's action that comes with what I believe. For those of you who have been around, you've probably heard it more ad nauseum. You're tired of hearing it, but I just keep going back to it again and again because it's a simple thing that we seem to get. I can take this bottle of water and say, I am so thirsty and I believe this will quench my thirst. I'm certain it will quench my thirst. I'm so glad. I believe now my thirst is quenched. Oh, because I believe my thirst is quenched. And I'm looking at Brother Lewis over there drinking his water. He was like, you know, I think that would be good. And then I sit it back down and go, man, I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, why is my thirst not quenched? I believe, I don't understand. I believe, but why isn't my thirst quenched? I believe, but why isn't my... Why is my mouth so dry? I, I believe, but why am I a little parched? I be- and some people are looking at me like, well, you crazy man, take the lid off and take a drink. But if I'm not careful, I come to God. I believe, God, why isn't? I believe, how come? I believe, but nothing's changing. I believe, but... And the Lord's saying, have you acted on what you believe? I'm not talking about... I'm talking about being saved by grace through faith. An action on what I heard. I believe the word of God because I have faith in his word. Therefore, I act. Because Abraham had faith, therefore, he offered his son. Because Noah had faith, therefore, he built an ark. You understand? Now watch. So, verse 19, even the devils believe and tremble. Verse 20, but do you want to know, O foolish... Now, he said this, not me. Do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And notice these examples. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Well, the writer of Hebrews just said it was faith. James just said he was justified by works. Are they confused? Are they disagreeing? Oh, no, the Scripture doesn't disagree with itself. James is helping us understand. Abraham acted in faith, but his faith had works behind it. That was the expression of his faith. Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, watch, watch, by works was faith made perfect. Or complete. And here's the thing. Some are operating with imperfect or incomplete faith. Imperfect, incomplete faith is faith where I've heard, but I've not yet obeyed. 
felt that, didn't you? Faith is where I've heard incomplete faith or imperfect faith is where I've heard, but I've not yet obeyed. And the thing about that place right there of hearing but not obeying is it doesn't take, well, let me be careful. I don't know how long it is. But somewhere there comes a point where I I determine I don't need to obey. I heard it. I believe it. But I'm not really sure I need to obey it. Not saying I don't believe it. You with me? And I don't know where that point is that happens in life. It's probably different for everybody. But James was talking about that when he said, if I'm a hearer of the word, but not a doer, then I'm deceiving my own self. Self-deception. Now, verse 23 in the scripture will stand with me, please. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God. That's faith. And it was accounted him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then. You see then. That a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Now, I'm going to say it again. We are not saved by works. We are saved by grace through faith. So, so how, does all this, how does all this work then? Because I... I get, Can we just make it simple? Because the word of God is not contradictory. Here's what it is to be saved by grace through faith. And faith without works is dead. All right? I hear the word of God. The word of God speaks to my heart. It quickens my It's a living word. It quickens something in my life. And when it does, I want to respond. I want to obey my human nature may not. But that living word is provoking me to respond. But in my human ability, if I'm left to my human effort and ability, I will not respond. I won't. In me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. My human ability will not respond. So what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. Here's what happens. The grace of God. The grace of God comes to you and me and says, I know you can't do this on your own, but I know you believe my word and you want to respond. And so therefore, the grace of God reaches to us and says, I'm going to enable you to respond. I'm going to enable you to press beyond all of your thoughts and all of your flesh and all of your fears and all of your uncertainty. The grace of God says, I'm going to surround you and draw you close to myself. And I'm going to enable you to obey my word that you would never obey if left to your own abilities. Grace enables you and I to do 
what we cannot do ourselves. Don't think for a minute any one of us responded in our own ability. It was grace that reached to where you were, that arrested your attention and said, I must respond to the word of God. It was grace that enabled you to step out in faith. It was grace of God that brought you to him and allowed you to hear the word and thereby respond. It wasn't you getting to a place in life where I think it's a good thing for me now. No, 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 no. I promise you it was the grace of God that reached to you and found you. It was the grace of God through a friend or a loved one that kept coming to your door, kept texting you or calling you. It was the grace of God that found you in a prison cell one day and kept reaching through the word to get you to move. It was the grace of God that caused a dad to reach back one more time and say, come on, don't live like I live. It was the grace of God. Somebody understand. We don't operate through faith in our own efforts and ability, but grace reached to us. And then grace through faith is what saves us. Grace brings you. You hear the word of God. You get faith. Now you respond to the word of God. That's what it means to be saved by grace through faith. i got to finish verse 25. Likewise was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. She was justified by works. Where was the faith? Here was the faith. You mean to tell me all of the walls of this city are going to fall down and y'all are going to destroy it? But if I'll hang this red cord out my window, my house will be okay? This 600, at a minimum, 600,000 man army is going to see that red cord and leave me in my house alone and protect us? When y'all take this whole city, yep, hang that red cord out. And you and your whole house, whoever's in your house, will be saved. And this woman, who was not an Israelite, who was a harlot. See, I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you're at. Sometimes it's just that first act of faith. And Rahab said, I don't understand how that'll work. That seems crazy to me. But I've heard about your God and how you've destroyed the places before you came here. And I got more faith in the word of God that you're telling me than I do in these strong walls surrounding my city. I'm just going to hang that cord out my window. And I'm going to get my family in my house. And by faith, she was justified by works. What was the big, huge work she did? She got her family in her house and she hung a red rope out the window. What? Oh, there's more. There was a man named Salmon. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe not. He was in the Bible. Salmon was of the tribe of Judah. You heard of that tribe? Salmon decided that he would have a wife. 
And Salmon took Rahab, the harlot, to be his wife. Did you know that? Salmon of the tribe of Judah took Rahab, the harlot, to be his wife. Because in faith, she put works. She put the rope out in faith. And Rahab and Salmon had a child. Named Obed. You heard of him? Maybe not. Obed had a son named Jesse. Maybe you heard of him. I know you've heard of this guy. Jesse had a son. This was, by the way, Rahab's great-great-grandson. His name was David. He became the king of Israel. And the bloodline of Salmon and Rahab flowed all the way to a child that was born named Jesus Christ. All because Rahab said, I got faith. I don't understand how this works. But I believe I have a word from God. And therefore, I'm acting in faith. And in faith, I'm doing something. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to provoke some of you today. You're wrestling with your human understanding. But the Spirit of God is saying, move in faith. Move in faith. Move in faith. And let the Spirit of God show himself strong. Faith without works is dead. But faith with works invokes the fullness of the power of God on your behalf. Come on, this altar is open to you. Would you step in faith today? Would you purpose in your heart along with me? I will not just be a hearer of the word and deceive myself, but I will be a doer of the word. Lord, what you've spoken to me, maybe I've vacillated, maybe I've hesitated, maybe I've resisted, but God, I will do. I will act according to your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there are some of you here this morning under the sound of my voice. God has dealt with you in specific areas. Just as the Lord, the word of the Lord is going out this morning. Some of you know there are specific things God's dealt with you about. And you said, well, maybe one day. I don't know, maybe in time. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm sort of feeling. And the spirit of the Lord is coming again. Coming again. The love of God. And saying, Put your faith in action. Believe my word and act on it and watch what I'll do. Believe my word and step in faith and watch what I'll do. Believe my word and act according to my word and watch what I'll do. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you and I to step in faith in agreement with his word. In agreement with his word. In agreement with his word. It is the perfection or the completion of your faith and mine. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, talk with him. Fellowship. Listen with your ear to the voice of his spirit this morning. And purpose, God, what you say by your grace, I will do. What you speak by your grace, I will do. I will act in obedience to your word.
I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will never be shaken. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. upon your word. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I will put my trust I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Holy, there is no one like 
like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build my life upon your word. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will never be shaken.